There we go. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Um, oh, and, there, and there, there's a bell. There you go. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Prystadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, and it's my privilege to be your announcer on this, the Nativity of Our Lord Sunday. Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message, assisting in the worship service as the organist. Mrs. Susan Sinegar and the acolytes are Kai Brown and Jordan Kleibaker. Radio broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory. So, with that, why don't we stand this morning and greet each other with a Merry Christmas uh, in the name of the Lord today? As you're taking your seats, we have just a few announcements before we continue with our worship this morning. First of all, just a reminder that tonight at 7 p.m. is our Christmas Eve service uh, with the children of our church and school leading it. They've been working very hard on it. Um, I was able to witness uh, most of it beforehand, and it just they, they sound great, and it's going to be just a wonderful time. It will be a candlelight service. Um, last year, we counted, and, uh, or, or I mean, I got the numbers from last year, and we had 424 people here last year for the 7 o'clock service. So if you want to come, and I hope that you do, I would plan on arriving early uh, because the seats are going to fill up very, very quickly. So that is tonight at 7 o'clock, and then tomorrow morning, Christmas Day worship is at 10 a.m. So 10 a.m. for tomorrow. And then we also... I uh, have a very special Sunday today. Not only um, is it Christmas Eve, but Samantha is going to be becoming a baptized child of the Heavenly Father today. It is really something. Um, it's, it's always a joy and a privilege to be able to baptize babies, but for an adult uh, to be led by the Spirit, to want to become baptized is really an incredible thing. And so we are going to be able to witness that here in just a few moments. Uh, so with that, why don't we begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Christmas Eve morning. And we thank you, Lord, that we are called here by the gospel. Uh, that you, Lord, uh, have lived among us, that you were God with us that you died for us, and then rose again three days later, again, for us. And we thank you, Lord, for that. And we ask now that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We sing our first hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, number 380, number 380.
continue with our worship this morning on page 268, the Order of Holy Baptism. Page 268. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful, and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And how are you named? Samantha Jo Schmidt, receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, According to your strict judgment, you condemn the unbelieving world to the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserve believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Samantha according to your boundless mercy, and that you would bless her with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in her, which, she has, which has been inherited from Adam, in which she herself has committed sins, will be drowned and die. Grant that she be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers, and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise she would be declared worthy of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in this small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing teaching and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Samantha as sponsors in the Christian faith? God, enable you both to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, 
For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you that whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of our Lord. We pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord preserve your coming in and your going out, from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. And so usually, we as a congregation would answer these questions for the child, but Samantha is old enough that she can and is willing to answer these questions for herself. Samantha, do you renounce the devil? Yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, I renounce him. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Yes, and Samantha, do you desire to be baptized? Yes, and you can give your book to Jansen there. Come on over. Samantha Joe Schmidt, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Receive this white garment that you have to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. Receive, too, this burning light, to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the, in the light of Christ, be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which shall have no end. And let's go before the altar. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted to Samantha the new birth and holy baptism and made her a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. 
We humbly implore you that as she has now become your child, that you would keep her in her baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure, she may faithfully grow to lead a godly life, the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all of your saints, obtain the promised inheritance and, and finally with all of your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And I'm going to have you give those two things to Jansen, who, whose hands are really full by this, by this point. And come on down here with me. And so, members of Trinity Lutheran Church, it is my great honor and privilege to introduce to you the newest member of God's family, Samantha Jo Schmidt. Will you please welcome her? And so now I ask you, as her congregational family, do you promise to pray for her, to encourage her in this one true Christian faith? And if this is your intention, then answer by saying, Samantha, we welcome you. And may the Lord always preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. And you can blow that out. Yeah, you don't have to have it lit for the whole service. I know of no better way to begin a Christmas Eve service. So why don't we stand? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I will tell of the decree. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who has clean hands and a pure heart? You will receive the blessing from the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I will tell of the decree. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, you make us glad with the yearly remembrance of the birth of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that as we joyfully receive him as our Redeemer, we may with sure confidence behold him when he comes to be our judge. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Today's Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 14. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. It is, not enough, is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. To us a child is born, to us a son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Sing to the Lord a new song. We are waiting, Lord, waiting, we are waiting, Lord, fill the mind till we find your light, your truth, waiting, we are waiting, Lord, waiting, we are waiting, Lord, fill the mind till we find your will, your way. Now let us know your presence, Lord, Emmanuel, God be with us. We welcome you with open hearts, Emmanuel.
time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Uh, now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well. And I want you to meet me over, actually meet me here, and then we're going to go over to the Christmas tree. So come up here first. Come on up, come on up, come on up. Huxley, Huxley, come on up, come on up, come on up. Okay, did you have something to put in? No? Okay, all right, okay. All right, very good. Now, I want you all to get up, and we're going to go over to the Christmas tree over here, okay? <coughs> kind of walk, oops, I'm sorry. Kind of walk in front of the... Um, uh, the risers here a little bit so that you can see. I'm going to kind of slide behind them. All right. How many of you have a Christmas tree in your in your house? All of you do? You do? How many of you have more than one? Okay. All right. Good. Well, what do we usually put on a Christmas tree? What, what are all of these things called? Ornaments. That's right. Now, why do we put ornaments on a tree? Why is that, do you think? To, 
to decorate it and to make it look nice, right? Well, on our Christmas tree, we have some really, really neat and special ornaments, boys. Okay? We have some really neat and special ornaments, and I wanted to just point out some of, of them, okay? Anybody know what this is? A. That's an A, okay? A, Cordell, what does that mean? Do you remember what it stands for? Okay. Is that, yes? That's right. Alpha. It stands for alpha. And then, of course, the omega is on this side. Okay. Whoops. Okay. As a reminder to us that Jesus is the alpha, the beginning. Okay. Hey, Nate. 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 Come here. It's Christmas Eve. He's excited, okay? It's fine. Come here. Come here. Okay. I want you to hold, hold this, okay? All right. Okay. So, that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He was there at the beginning of all time. We'll be there, of course, at the end of all time. What else do we have up here? Let's see. We've got, uh, what's a good one that we can get? To? I mean, the... They're all good, but um, there was one up here that had a, it had a cross, but it had a little uh, shepherd's crook on it. Where is it? Well, I'm not sure, but uh, we will use this one instead. So th this one here, shh, boys, boys, MJ, shh, okay? This one here is a symbol for the Trinity, right? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, again, as a reminder to us that God is with us, okay? And so this Christmas tree, and just like all, of, and just like all the ones that you have in your house, okay? Shh, boys. Nate, Nate, here, I'll tell you what, I want you to stand over here. There we go. Okay, and you're going to stand right there. Okay, now. <laughs> okay, now. Uh, the Christmas tree can be a reminder to us. It's inside of our house, okay? can be a reminder to us that God is with us, okay? That's why we call it a Christmas tree, okay? And we're going to talk in the gospel lesson for today, we're going to talk about how when the angel came to Mary and said, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which of course means God with us, okay? So when you go home and you see your Christmas tree, let it be a reminder to you that God is with you, that he is with your family, Okay? All right, can you guys put your hands together and repeat after me? Dear Jesus, thank you for being Emmanuel, God with us. We love you, Lord. Amen. All right, thanks for coming up, and you guys can go back and sit with your folks. Chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. 
he sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel for this Christmas Eve is taken from Matthew chapter 1. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this, took, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet. The virgin will be the child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. We will sing verses 1 through 5 of our next hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That's number 357. We'll sing verses 1 through 5.
all pray with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is the gospel lesson that was just read. You want to have that in front of you because we'll be looking at it as we go along with the message here this morning. And it's really quite fitting that Samantha was baptized of all days on Christmas Eve. Uh, when she came to talk to me about that, she, she asked, well, what day should I do? And I kind of got to looking at the calendar and I said, well, why not Christmas Eve? It's an easy way to remember it when you were baptized. And so she said, okay, great. So let's do it. And so we did. You see, Christmas is very personal. It is a very personal holiday. And it's personal to us for lots of different and various reasons. I know for myself, one of my favorite memories of my childhood is every Christmas Eve, we would all drive to my grandma's house, and we would spend all day there, eating and opening presents and playing cards and eating some more. And then at night, we would go to the candlelight service at my grandma's church, and we would worship there as a family. Perhaps for some of you, that is a favorite Christmas tradition that you have as well. We all have, different, we all have favorite Christmas songs and hymns, the ones that we want to hear and sing because they are our favorite ones. And then for many of us, Christmas is a difficult time too. Because through those traditions and through those songs and the different things that we do every year as families, they remind us that some of our loved ones are no longer here with us to be able to celebrate and to do those traditions with us. I want to read to you, we just read from the Gospel of Matthew, the birth narrative, and I want to read to you first Verse 23 says, The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then I want to read also from Luke chapter 2. This is right after Jesus has been born. And this is the account of the shepherds. And Luke writes, There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. It's personal. 
You shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Two simple words in Luke's gospel that we just read. For unto you this day a Savior has been born, and he is Christ the Lord. This holiday, Christmas and Christmas Eve, are personal. That means that they mean something to us as individuals. That means that whenever we hear a particular hymn, it may make us think of someone. When we do a particular Christmas tradition, it will recall memories of of the times that we have done those things with our loved ones before. For me, I know that every time I hear or sing the hymn Silent Night, it reminds me of a very special man that I met on my vicarage year. His name was Dr. Robert Cade. And I had the great opportunity and the privilege to visit him in his home because he was quite old by the point that I got the chance to meet him. And I got to visit him in his home and speak with him and to pray with him. And he loved to tell the story about how he invented Gatorade. Yes, he was the one who invented it. And he loved telling this story, and he had probably told it before I got there. He had probably told it in his life hundreds of times. But the moment that he met me, he said, here, 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 sit down. I want, I want to tell you how this whole thing happened. He was just an incredibly special man. He and his wife, even though they, they, they had all of these millions of dollars, you would never know it, because they lived in the same house as when they first moved there. So incredibly humble was he and his wife, Mary. And I got the call one day that Dr. Cade was finally in, well, not finally, but that he had but that he, his, his health had finally deteriorated enough that he had to go to the hospital. And I went to visit him, and I, can re- and I can remember walking into his room, a young vicar who had really never experienced something like this before. And it was truly one of those moments that I, I had no idea what I was going to say. I mean, what do you say? to this man who had meant so much to so many different people, had meant so much to me in just a short amount of time. The oxygen mask was over his face. His eyes were closed. His breathing was very raspy and heavy. And I said, the first thing that came to mind, I just said, Bob, it's... I know that you're not doing well right now, but it sure is good to see you. And wouldn't you know what? He opened his eyes, just ever, ever so slightly. And he smiled. And I couldn't completely make out everything that he was saying, but to me, it sounded, like it, 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 it sounded a lot like, Vicar Jake, it's really good to see you too. 
The next day, Dr. K died. And his funeral was enormous, the largest funeral that I have ever been a part of. And the reason why it was so enormous was because of the amount of people that he touched and the amount of, of people that, that thought of him in such a special way. And so every time, so we will sing Silent Night tonight, and I will think of Dr. Cade and just how special that he was to me and how special that he was to so many different people. Christmas is extremely personal. It means something in different ways to each of us. Again, those words from Luke chapter 2, unto you this day is born a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. And it is really these words that get at the heart of the question of why. Why did Emmanuel come? Why did Jesus come? I once read C.S. Lewis about this, and he says something really profound, actually. He says, the eternal being became a baby. And if you want to get the hang of what that was like, imagine yourself being a slug. Imagine yourself being a slug. God didn't become less. He didn't condescend himself for his own benefit. He didn't come here to earth so that he could benefit from it. No. Your creator, the one who knows your innermost being, the one that has counted and knows every single molecule that is inside of your body, was born to you. Was born to you. Listen again to the words from Matthew chapter 1. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Just this last week, I read really an incredible story about, about these two twin girls that were born. And the one twin was doing much better than the other twin. And so as hospital protocol went at that particular venue, they separated them because they didn't want the, the twin that wasn't doing so well to get some kind of a sickness or illness or any kind of bacteria from the one who wasn't doing so well. And so they thought, well, we'll just treat the children separately. And so the one who was doing well, she got better and better and better. And the one who wasn't doing so well just got worse and worse and worse. And so finally, the nurse who was in charge of these two babies said, I'm going to have to, she was going to have to try something that was against hospital protocol. She said, I have tried everything else that I possibly can, so I'm going to put the two twins together again. And there's this really neat picture of the healthy twin has her arm wrapped around the not 
healthy twin. And wouldn't you know it? The other twin got better. And better, and better, and better. And today they live a full and healthy and happy life. I'm not sure where, but they are both alive together today. It's personal. God with you. God beside you. God inside of you. Remember when Jesus breathed his last upon the cross. And remember that at at that exact moment, there was a loud earthquake. And the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. That was God's way of saying, "I I don't live in there anymore. I don't live in the temple anymore. I don't live in the innermost holy of holies anymore. No. Because I am God with you. And the dwelling place of God, according to Revelation chapter 21, the dwelling place of God now is with us. He lives here. Inside of us. I love these words from Psalm 72, which really put it so well. It's verses 12 through 14. The psalmist writes, For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. In the year 1530, Martin Luther preached a sermon on Christmas afternoon. And he talks about two very important truths, and this is what he says. He says, therefore, this is the chief article, which separates us from all of the heathen. He loved to use that word, heathen. That you, O man, may not only learn that Christ, born of the virgin, Not only that he is the Lord and Savior, but also accept the fact that he is your Lord and Savior. That you may be able to boast in your heart, he was born for me. For that is what the angel said, that to you this day is born a Savior. He has been born to you. He is with you. He is your Savior. You, the divorced. You, the widow. You, the lonely. You, the sick. You, the dying. You, the hurt. You, who is haunted by your past. You, who is frightened about your future. You, the unsure of Jesus. You, the one who perhaps has not been to church since this day last year. He has been born to you. That is the personal touch of Christmas, given to us by our personal God, that Jesus has not only been born as the Savior, 
but He has been born as your Lord and Savior. So if you came to this house of worship this morning burdened by a heavy sin that has been weighing on you, burdened by your relationship with God, Jesus has been born to you. Or if this is your first time in church in a year or longer, Jesus is here to tell you very simply, welcome back. Welcome home. I don't care how long that it's been. I came here for you. And I am here for you now. I have in my hand here the the funeral bulletin from Dr. Cade's funeral. It was 10 years ago on December the 1st. And as I was looking back through it this past week, I, I read what was the Old Testament lesson for his funeral, and it's just incredibly fitting. It's from Isaiah chapter 25. It says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things, things planned long ago. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The Sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of His people from all of the earth. The Lord has spoken. And that day they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in Him. He saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in Him. Let us rejoice and be glad in His salvation. It's a personal day. It's a personal day for all of us. Not just because of the songs that remind us, not just because of the traditions that we do every year, but because of the fact that the Savior was born and became flesh and was made flesh and died for you. For you for you, and 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 you, all of you up there, and you folks in the back, and you folks in the back who are doing the radio. He was born to you, for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now recite together the words of our Christian faith, and we do this using the Nicene Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, 
begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended to heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. Children's Sunday School and adult Bible classes meet at 8.45 each Sunday in the school. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. on Wednesday mornings in the chapel. Several lady Bible, ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding area. For more information regarding Bible studies, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our children's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, The Greatest Story Ever Told, by Speaker Emeritus of the Lutheran Hour, Dr. Ken Klaus. We now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion.
In our prayers this morning, we have a few people that we want to remember to pray for. First, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Karen Cly Baker, Jeannie Stoltz, Marjane Clanton, Becky Morgan, Susan Stark, and Wayne Towers. Also for the family of Mary Fritz, whom God called home on Monday of this past week. Also for Janice Myers, who is in ICU in, at Springfield Mercy. And also for Herschel Worm, who is in uh, the hospital in Springfield as well. We go to our Lord in prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are Emmanuel, that you are God with us. Help us, Lord, by the grace of your Holy Spirit to never forget this, to never doubt this. Lord, not only during this season, but each and every day of our existence. We thank you, Lord, for the folks gathered here, for the people gathered throughout the church. Lord, that they have come this day to hear your gospel, to hear your good news spoken to them. And we pray, Lord, that that where hearts need to be softened, that you would soften them. Where hearts need to be uplifted, that you would uplift them. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in the birth of your Son, you have signaled the beginning of a new creation. While we still live in a world that is wrought with the ravages of sin, we know that the final victory is yours. Keep keep watch over and keep safe emergency workers and all whose vocations make them absent from their families today and tomorrow so they can look out for the well-being of our families. Lord, in, in your mercy. We pray for all those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. Especially, Lord, all those that we have named on our health list. Especially, Lord, for the family of Mary Fritz. Lord, we pray that you would surround them with your loving care and may they receive the consolation of your Holy Spirit. We pray also for Janice and Herschel. Lord, we pray that that you would bring them back to full health soon. Uh, and we pray that you would uplift them in their spirit. Lord, for all those that we have listed on our health list, and for all those that we name before you in our hearts now. In the birth of your Son, Lord, you have visited and redeemed your people. Continue to visit those who are lonely and sick, recovering, or, near, or who are near death. Let your presence be a comfort to them and give them, and give them perseverance until that time that you grant healing, relief, deliverance, and peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in the birth of your everlasting Son, who was of one substance with you, 
you visited mankind and gave to us your body and blood in holy communion. Grant faith to all who receive this gift, so that with sins forgiven and love assured, they can serve their neighbor in joy. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, in the birth of your Son, you have called people of all times and places into the body of Christ, that is the church. We give you thanks for all of the believers who have gone before us, especially those who have been with us during Christmas's past and are now with you. Give us a sure hope in your promise of resurrection and everlasting life, and bring us at last together with them into your presence at the full coming of your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, also we give you thanks that Samantha has become a baptized child of the Heavenly Father, and we pray that you would continue to watch over her ever so closely and guard and protect her. May, Lord, she always know and believe that she, that you uh, are her Lord and Savior. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who overcame the assault of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was 
betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first of our distribution hymns is Old Liberal Town of Bethlehem, number 361, in the Lutheran service book, number 361, Old Little Town of Bethlehem.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. May we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistat, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FreistatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Again, a very Merry Christmas to all of you. We pray that your time of worship here was a blessed one. If you are traveling either today or tomorrow, please be very careful uh, and be very watchful and be safe. Uh, again, our Christmas Eve uh, worship tonight with the children is at 7 o'clock. That is a candlelight service. Again, if you want a, a good seat, please plan to arrive early. Uh, and again, our Christmas morning worship is tomorrow at 10 a.m. I pray that you all have a very, very merry Christmas and a very blessed week.